0: Thank you for joining me. Here today at Kingdom of the Logos, we have a special interview with the Jolt and Civitan. I have Tom Ersery and Grady Perry here with me, and I'm gonna go ahead and let them introduce themselves.
1: I'm Tom i Hi, Grady Perry. And
0: they are here locally from the, the Jolt and Civitan, and I just wanna open up this this whole conversation, giving them a little bit of an opportunity to say who they are, what is the Civitan Club. I know um, sometimes people are unaware of the, the things which are right around our neighborhood. So I will just let whoever would like to jump in there and give a, a quick one or two sentence overview of what the what type of genre does even the Civitan club fit into. And then here in the next few minutes we'll kind of dissect that and all the different avenues that y'all, y'all get into. But what even sort of institution is the Civitan?
2: Civitan is just a group of uh, local citizens. There are thousands of clubs made up and what it does is promote good citizenship okay very good um so
0: well on that note how did the civitan get started and, and really what are its roots and where might one look and expect to see civitan around them
1: oh Grady's actually a founding
2: member so i'll let him answer that a little bit well civitan was actually started it, i think it was 1917 or 18 in birmingham alabama by a a group of men that got together, Uh they were, they were actually in another club and didn't realize or didn't think that there was enough being done for, they just a local c- community. And Civitan was started on the basis of just promoting good citizenship. Let's be a good citizenship to our local community. Yeah. And it has gone international. It, it is a big organization, but it is made up of groups like ours that, We are the Jewelton Civitan Club. There's a Pleasant View Civitan Club, an Ashland City Civitan Club, and all are working in in the small community atmosphere to just promote better citizenship.
0: You know, that really is something which is is so important in our world. You look at where we're at right now, and of course, at the time we're recording this, we're in the, the time of the 2020 election here in the United States, and so often people are taught to think in the macro scale down where you kind of think of a national political party and then how that trickles down to different things. And I really think it is destructive for people to have that mentality where your expectations are. It always comes from something so distant, so far um, above where you're at in society. And also this is fundamentally different from how the gospel works, which comes and transforms men and women as individuals. And it really sounds like the Civitan is an institution that emphasizes that local, Level That local citizenship and local involvement there in your own community, your own neighborhood. And it kind of looks to change the world that way as opposed to waiting on something which is like an outsourced um, political movement that's far away or even some sort of outsourced institution that you may not deal with personally, but a place for people to be personally involved to really shape the world around them. Um, does that sound like a fair characterization of really the Civitan and what their goals are?
1: Well, all of our members have their own political ideas and everything, but they're not voiced at our club. Our club is put together to do the best we can for the community that we live in. And like you said, we've got clubs in every community around here, um, not as many as we'd like, obviously, but we've got several, and we, you know, we concentrate on Jolton because we're the Jolton Civitan Club. Sure, we do the the. Jolton Park, the Jolton Hope Center, uh, that type of thing here in Jolton. So uh, we will work with other clubs on s- certain projects, but mostly we're concerned about here.
0: Yeah, that's that's so important to see people that are concerned about here. I know you, you mentioned there that you, you're at the, the Jolton Park. You all do some some involvement with local sports, don't you? With-
1: well, yeah, We each year we try to give them a water bottle. Uh, we take water to the football games, baseball games uh the kids love those frozen pops, oh, yeah, we carry those up there and give them to them when it's hot. uh We just try to make ourselves seen and and be of some service to the people there at the park
2: yeah
0: um that sounds really good, and y'all do y'all do have work that you do with with hospitals and things of that nature, and I wanted um just to shine some light on that too because that's that's also a a phenomenal thing to happen.
2: Well, that's, that's the, I guess you're speaking about the our international hospital and in, uh, the research hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes. As a group, all the clubs, there's a part, when we collect our dues, part of that do does go to international. And one of the things that international does on a large scale is support a research hospital in Birmingham, Alabama that was mainly designed to correct birth defects in unborn children. Well, wow. but they have now moved into. They have realized that through their studies and research, that the it has really helped the PTSD guys and and ladies because there was getting to be such a huge problem with that with all the blasts and the wars that have gone on for a long oh, time. Sure. Yeah, that they've really made some tremendous strides in that. We're real. I'm proud that we donate to that. at the, It's a a good organization.
1: Yeah. And Um. and locally, we do the Ronald McDonald House, which is where the people from out of town, they stay there while their children are in the hospital. We support that financially as well as we try to take a meal two or three times a year to the folks that are staying there. And St. Jude's, obviously, everybody knows where St. Jude's is. We try to support that as best way we can. So we, we try to stay active with the hospital community as best we can.
0: Sure. Now being a a local institution, sort of a local network, what would you say the motivation is for people that come? I know there's kind of the questions you know, do people come here just to kind of self promote who they are or some of their calls what what really is the motivation that brings people together in this and kind of what what are those inner working binds look like between the the members there?
2: that That's a good question. <laughs> I, most will come together. Because they're invited or, or know, most of the group, it, we know each other and this type of thing. And once they come and understand that we are just a group trying to help the community, most will just fit right in. They'll find their niche and, and it's, it's like, hey, this we, is what I enjoy doing. We serve a meal at each one of the
1: meetings. Right. And we have some of the best cooks in the area, so that's a <laughs> temptation for folks to, yeah, to bring a few to, folks in yeah. bring the folks in. But generally, once they get in there and see that, that we do good things in a good attitude, they realize that you know doing these good things makes you feel good. Sure, and feel good is part of the human experience of wanting to do better.
0: Yeah: Absolutely. And you know one of the, the great tragedies we have going on right now in our world. When I look at other people that are my generation and younger how how often people aren't taught to aspire, and especially within like their own neighborhood there there we really have had a lot of our young folk robbed of meaning and robbed of aspirations you know it's it's kind of the demoralization process which really brings you to a part where we're at right now. you look at what a lot of things are going on here in America, and we as As leaders in our local communities and even as as citizens at the local level, we've got to get back to this idea that we we really do shape the world, not by wanting to just have something so far off in the distance, but really this mentality that comes from the gospel that says, you know, sort out the, the log in your own eye before dealing with the speck in your brother's eye. And there's this idea that just says, when you start locally and you look there within your own house, your own neighborhood, and you want to bring transformation there, and that's really where the fire spreads of the gospel. And Really from what I, I know of the Civitan and I've, I've had a lot of different interactions with you all over the the years there really is this work that looks to bless there in the local neighborhood and have those local aspirations to to actually look to do things that that do point to to higher meaning that's not just something which is a, a club that just wants to get together um, or something where people just come to to kind of network to promote themselves or something like that but it really is that that citizen aspiration going on there. And I'll kind of let y'all respond to that a little bit if, you, if you'd if like. Well,
1: cool. we'd, we'd love to have uh, a lot of young people become involved with us, uh, obviously. Uh, usually the younger people are involved in starting their new lives, starting their new families, starting their new jobs. So it's hard to recruit those folks until they get settled. Yeah. So we usually end up recruiting people that are middle-aged and maybe a little older, which. That's kind of ashamed in one sense, but it's just factual on the other. Sure. And uh, but we do we do invite the young folks to come attend. Uh, we've had some children uh, members join in some of the clubs and whatnot. So we are starting a a presence there anyway. Yeah.
0: So another thing that that people have asked me when I've I've mentioned and even. Leading up to this interview I'd kind of mentioned that y'all were coming on um, is would y'all say the civitan is a secret society how would y'all respond to that or does anyone ever even ask you all that question when they
2: I think you're the first for for me there's oh really there's nothing that I know of that is secret about it. because our club mainly works in our community yeah. it's just that's a, that's where we work we're not directed by anyone that we set our own agendas of what we want to reach out and try and help and do and this type of thing? I guess the only secret
1: that is involved with the Civitan Club is we don't self-promote as well as maybe we should. Yeah. And it is a secret to some folks by the fact they don't know about us. Yeah. Uh, we would like for that secret to go away just as soon as we could get rid of it. Sure. Uh, we, we would like everybody to know about what we do.
0: Okay, but yeah, in that regard, it's not something where it's, it's kind of hidden away and you've got to go through some sort of secret formula to, to find you all or become a a member or something like that
1: no that should give us motive to do a better job promoting it thank you for that
0: well no i i i hope y'all haven't interpreted this bad way um or in in a wrong way i i kind of just when i was talking about this with some others they they were kind of associating it some a little bit kind of with maybe the masons or some of the the other clubs like that which are kind of much more hidden um, than the Civitan is. Um, y'all. I actually do see a, a lot of markers and indicators, y'all, quite quite a bit throughout the community and usually bump into someone here and there that, that, that is either of the Civitan or someone who, who has someone that they know that's, well, that's pretty well involved. As far in. as
1: becoming a member of the Civitan Club, uh, you come to one of our meetings, we'll invite you to stay for the next meeting. Oh, sure. And through your own efforts, you become a member of Civitan. It's right. no, no secret society, uh, <laughs> no. no pledge. Uh, no ritual. Uh, it, it's very easy to become a civetan.
0: Yes. Um, very good. Very good. Um, so there were some other things I wanted to to kind of discuss with you all a little bit, because we are in the age of the coronavirus, which has done a lot to restructure how a lot of interactions go for many people. And it really has had a lot of impact on how the, the world is, is navigated. We've We've really seen... Just the, the general idea that that people would be locked down is is kind of contrary to how human behavior works. And one of the things that that actually prompted me to call call Tom is is I had noticed that here in Jolton, locally, a lot of the places that I go, where I would interact with people, and from the pastoral avenue, I would I would kind of be in touch, kind of the the network I would have here in the neighborhood of finding out where the needs are, what the problems are. People that I see a few times a year, different things that, that are prayer requests that come up to me. A lot of that was taken away. A lot of the places I go on a weekly basis where I might sit down and talk with people, they were either not available to be there or people were very standoffish. People didn't really want to talk. Even interacting with people in the store was was quite different. And my network of finding out about needs Things that might be drawn to my attention normally, say someone has some sort of depression, some sort of crisis going in their life, which comes up to the pastoral level. I've been cut off from a lot of that, um, which has been a little bit frustrating. And I was just curious how y'all have seen that from the Civitan side, just kind of a a fissure has happened in our neighborhoods, how we interact with one another. And where do y'all see that going in the future? And and where do you think we, as, as people who really do care about the local neighborhoods we're at, where, where where does what's our next move really
1: well we were fortunate that we got our pancake breakfast in the first week of march Uh, the middle of march is when all this started and uh, pretty well hurt everybody and everything yeah Uh, we've been able to continue as far as our financial support of the different things that we support uh, by the fact that you know it requires only a secretary to write a check Uh, but as far as the other activities as having meetings and everything uh, tomorrow night will be our first meeting since March. Uh, and we're going to have it outside. Yeah. And we're going to do the social distancing. We're going to have the uh, mask uh, if you want to. And we're going to have the hand sanitizer and all the things that goes along with what we're doing. Uh, and we're going to find out tomorrow what direction our club is going to try to go. I think we're going to try to get back active as, as much as we can. Uh, Davison County has got more rules and regulations right now than... Uh, to, to allow more than 25 in a group meeting, I understand. So that's going to be difficult for us to meet at our normal place. But uh, if we meet in you know, the edge of Cheatham County or something like that, maybe we can start meeting. You know, right now the answer is I really don't know. Yeah. But it has definitely affected us. The communication has it's, been
2: – It's not only affected the club, it's affected the entire community and the way they commute. Uh, just – Everything. <laughs> you go to a grocery store now and you actually try and stand back a little bit away yeah. from people, this type. But, uh,
1: and Pete, you know, church attendance. Uh, every,
2: everything uh, has been totally affected by it. And it will take a while for us to get back in it because uh we don't want to be locked up in our houses and yeah. this type of thing. Yeah, church attendance, in, school in attendance, anything that requires rooms.
1: people being together, it's, it's
2: affected it. So. Right. It's everything.
0: Yeah. And this is something which really does bother me because... God did not create us in his image to to stay, to be static things. We we are created in his image with as unique creatures with the breath of life, as creatures of will that are valuable to go out and do great and noble things. Um and you know, I, I've looked at the world around and I, I have seen despite the fact that there has been a great fissure in how people network with one another. I have also seen several things be reset. And I was just, I kind of want to see if y'all have seen anything like this. And just for example, when I have kind of come up to, to people who are strangers and have been interested to talk about, say scripture or church related things, people have actually been a little bit more receptive to it. And I think that is because we see so many forces in our culture that are uninterested in truth. To have something that is interested in truth is now, there's a market for that and again, I hate to talk about people as if it's a market or not, but just trying to, to articulate this as best as possible. There there kind of is an, an interest for, for truth. There's an interest for um, spiritual matters that has kind of been missing from American culture for a while. And I think it is because we, we are surrounded by such a level of, of I mean, you, you can just name it, whether it be social unrest whether it be rioting, things of that nature. But there there has been enough chaos in the world that people are looking for something more stable.
1: Well, human beings are social by nature. They want to be around other people. They need to be around other people. Uh, suicide rates are up. Yes. Depression yeah. is up. Uh, anxiety, it's hard to find somebody that doesn't have a certain amount of anxiety right yeah. now. So people are searching out, trying to find some relief to the various pressures that they find themselves under uh, somebody comes up and wants to talk about the gospel or or last year's baseball game they're looking for some contact yeah. and some you know some kind of social interaction uh, and they need it so yeah. and that's one of the reasons i think that the, the lockdowns and whatnot are going to be lightened up eventually because people are getting tired of being with this pressure on them they're, they're, they're just not used to it and don't know how to cope with it
0: Oh, absolutely! You know, God did not create us for this. You you look there in Galatians five twenty two and twenty three. Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and after going through all those details, which peace, joy, patience these are elements of that fruit. But he only says, "There's no law against this." In other words, God's creation was not designed to keep you from having patience to have peace in your life, joy in your life, the sort of gentleness and charitable heart. These are things which God's creation was meant to to aid you in that walk. But what we see right now, really what has been placed on our culture has been things which have removed them from people, where people, they are kind of at their wits end. It's It's hard to be patient in the midst of this. Things like depression, the absence of peace, the absence of joy, these are things which have been inflicted upon people. And kind of like you said, People are are. It, it's hard to find someone who doesn't have a certain amount of anxiety with this, and it it is fascinating to see how all of this is taking place. Grady, I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on all this or.
2: It's you know you could just simply look at it as it, it's an attack from the evil one. Yeah. It's it's as simple as that. You yeah. Know, and it's it's going to continue. It, yeah. uh, uh Scripture says that it's it's going to get worse and worse toward the uh, toward the end there.
0: Yeah. And. For, for a long time, I have, I've been making the case that, that what we're seeing unfold in America is, is the coming to fruition of spiritual warfare. I know we, we like to think that it plays out in sort of the mediums, the templates of politics, and even things going on in just the news media, Hollywood, all this stuff. But these things are downstream from what is going on in people's hearts at, on the individual level. And there is a magnitude of spiritual warfare where you do see some things that are just outright evil, taking possession of people, people being led by really terrible ideas, and just some some general corruption that is going on everywhere. And, and it's kind of out in broad daylight now. And it does bring an interesting dynamic to just kind of how we view the world. I know growing up, and of course I was born around 1990, seeing seeing the, the luxuries that we had enjoyed in our world had kind of taken a lot of people in my generation to a point where they didn't really believe in good and evil, that you could just kind of live as some amalgamation of, of nothingness. But now things have really gotten to a point where a lot of people are spirit, sensing that spiritual warfare. And you kind of talked about how all this does feel like it's of the darkness. And when you, you see yes. the fruits of it, you know, that's what Jesus tells you. You look there in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you know the wolves in sheep's clothing. You know these things, not by what comes out of their mouths, but by their fruits. And that's that's really something which is, is quite fascinating to see happening.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons I personally enjoy Civitan because everything we do is... is is going toward doing good for somebody else, trying to make somebody else's life a little bit better. And just by that fact alone, it makes my life better if I can be involved in that. And I think all of our members feel mm-hmm. that way. Yeah.
0: Does the Civitan have a declared mission statement or something that's like a, a simple catchphrase that they they tell people when someone might ask who they are?
1: Well, we have a creed that we're supposed to live by. Okay. Some of us do better than others. Hopefully we all do, do some of it every day. But, uh, yes, uh, we try our best to live a good life, do what's honest, and do things for the community, uh, try to be leaders in that community to bring others to uh, lead others in the same direction. Um, we try to be good citizenship because that's the whole crux of the matter. Uh, our duty is, and we speak prayers in every tongue. Uh, I don't have my glasses on here. But anyway, our creed is very in-depth and, and goes into a lot of, uh, of what you're talking about. And it's a call of duty. We speak the prayers of every tongue. Uh, our eyes uh, join each other in fellowship and service. Uh, we cry for the children and call out through the world for peace, guidance, and process and unity. And our hands do the work and reach out to service of others, and it goes on in that light all the way through. Amen. So, so yes, we we try to uh, live by that. Yeah, and and we believe in that.
0: Yeah, and how wonderful it is to to believe in things of such aspiration. To to believe in things that are looking to to sow seeds of value in in a community, in a neighborhood that aren't just looking to be forces of destruction or something, which is kind of nihilistic in it's in its worldview, which doesn't really have many goals, but to actually look to, to love your neighbor ask yourself to do things that bless your neighbor. You know, that that's of course, fundamentally part of the gospel <laughs> to, to love one's neighbor in that way. And that, that really is a, a beautiful thing. Well, so we kind of wrap this up. Do y'all have any other things y'all like to share about the Civitan, any other highlights that we haven't really covered? I know y'all do a lot of things. Um,
2: well, if this touches some, we, we do need to ask a, a few members. That, that, uh, if anybody's interested, we would love to have them talk to us. Or if the, we could get back to a regular meeting with our meals and stuff, I would love to have uh, well, even Bring we, them in and feed them really good, this type of thing.
1: Yeah, even if we're not having a regular meeting right now, they're more than welcome to give me a call, and I'll talk to them about Civitan and go into the things that obviously we don't have time for today because I've got a whole list of things that uh, we're involved in. Uh, and my number is 615-973-3576. Please give me a call. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, again, it's no secret society or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just... Uh, we like to feel like we're doing good for the community, and that's our sole purpose.
2: Yeah. Well, good deal. And if you're running for office, we won't allow you to speak. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Politicians are welcome. It's one of our rules. We do not... Yeah. Politicians
1: are welcome, but they're not welcome right. to politic.
2: Right. Well, you know... You come and have dinner with us, but you, we do not have uh, any pol- political conversations there.
0: Which Which is a blessing. That that's probably a gift that y'all are giving people and may not even realize it. Um, you know, people people are hungry to get away from this stuff. They they don't people are hungry for outlets where you can escape from that. And, you know, there's there's great beauty in being able to to take a break from all that. Well, um, I'll let y'all just one more time say exactly who you are in your own words, and then we'll we'll close out there. So I thank y'all for being here.
1: Well, I'm Tom Eschery with the Jolton Civitan Club. Thank you for having us
2: i'm grady perry enjoyed it thank you
0: and with that god love you all and have a blessed day